This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Police responded to a 911 call. Dramatic video of gun insanity in the Bronx. Police releasing a new video of a person that they are still trying to track down. Defund the police is not the answer. Many people surveyed said they just don't feel safe in the city. It's a shooting outside of a store. This is Bo Deedles. True crime. Police this morning are searching for the person who turned this Harlem platform to a crime scene. A Red Apple Media Podcast Network production. Now, here's Bo Deedle. Hello, welcome to Bo Deedle's True Crime Story. Today, I think we're going to summarize where we are. Everybody paid their taxes, all doing by April, and let's all talk about what position we are right now in New York City, New York State. You know, I do my uh, podcast and I do my interviews with Sid every Tuesday and Thursday, but I, I thought today I wanted to talk about each and every issue that is facing every one of us across this city right now. I think the most important issue is the crime problem that people refuse to talk about. And uh, everyone's saying it's the safest city. You know, this comparison of safest city, I don't see it. I have my sons and my daughters, my grandchildren. Everybody's in New York City. And not a day goes by when someone doesn't call me and talk about a run-in with either a homeless, a person who's bent on robbing you or someone who wants to assault you. And this is what we got going on in the city. And when we had the congressman from Washington come to New York, uh, Jim Jordan, and they had these um, people who were witnesses uh, about the crime situation in New York, you know, right away the inference was, oh, this is all about Donald Trump, Donald Trump. You know, I just didn't like the idea about doing this so quickly uh, around the indictment of Donald Trump because all the other uh, uh, urinations there, that's what I'm going to call them, urinations, they come out of the woodwork. You got Adam the lion shift. This congressman comes out of, out of the woodwork after lying over and over about the Russian involvement with the election of 2016. No one calls on. Then you got fat Natalie there, the blob, as my friend Curtis calls him, the guy who falls asleep during all judicial hearings and all that. They're all there. And all they could talk about is that this is just a sideshow. New York City's so safe. It's the safest big city in America. Yeah, what are we comparison? What's the comparison? Uh, Chicago, 700 and something people shot dead last year. Every year. That's why. Oh, we're safer than Chicago. Okay. Oh, what are we going to talk about? San Francisco and Los Angeles, Philadelphia. You know what it's all about? It's all about now we're trying to compare crimes around. No, we are in bad shape in New York City. And you could just walk around New York City and you'll feel it. You feel it. Now, you got to remember, I was a cop and detective in the 70s and 80s. When we used to have 2,000 murders, crime was prevalent all over the place. And again, I never felt helpless because as a cop and a detective, we were able to go out there and we were able to arrest these people that are committing all these crimes. And today, 
you have two variances here. You have the variance where the police department is not getting the support. I'm talking about the police officers out there going to work every day. And then you get a communist like this piece of garbage, AOC. And when these cops finally get a raise that they hadn't had a raise for, I think, 2017, and they give them a minimal raise. And with the inflation aspect, it's really not that much of a raise because with the inflation that we're facing right now, it's probably so minute because what they're facing. And they are now are saying we went from $42,000 starting salary. Now we're up to a big whopping $55,000 for a person to come on, a man or a woman to come on the police department. And being a cop, you handle issues that are life and death situation. You handle situations that you could take someone's life justifiably or you don't have to. You have to make that split-second decision. And in reality, people are there judging everything you do. And now with the advent of these cell phone cameras, there's always the idea about we could use this as an example. I love using this as an example. Someone's going to rob somebody on the street. Next thing, the cop is observing that, and the guy's got a knife out or anything. The cop comes over, drop the knife. The guy doesn't drop the knife. Now the cop starts fighting with the person, trying to disarm him. And then all of a sudden, one of his friends, after he disarms him, now he gets him on the ground. And the next thing that happens is that they start videotaping. His friends start videotaping the second act. I call it the second act because the first act is never videotaped with the assault on the police officer. It's only the second time. It's the response of the cop. And that's what gets highlighted. And it goes viral all over the place with the cop trying to handcuff someone. And I've arrested thousands of people. And it ain't a pretty sight, even when someone is uh, being arrested. And when they're resisting arrest, it's not a pretty sight. And when you get it on video, it doesn't look good. And now under the city council rules and regulations, which are so damn ridiculous, and no one ever challenged them. And I've been challenging them from the beginning. No headlock. I used to headlock hundreds of times to get a large man down. I was only 5'8 when I came on. I mean, how do you take down a six foot four, six foot five guy? You got to get him in a headlock, get him on the ground so you can immobilize him to get a handcuff on him. But that's illegal because they yell right away, chokehold, chokehold. It's not a chokehold. Next thing is they come with this other moron thing about you can't climb on top of him because it's the diaphragm law. Every issue every aspect of handcuffing cops this is what comes into play and this is what police officers have to deal with every day then we get this aoc from astoria now she actually calls astoria the people's republic of astoria uh she's not a communist listen to me this is the biggest farce she's such a non-talented person who was a bartender who lived up in westchester county with her mommy and daddy and then she decides to be hispanic and run for congress and she she now is facing all the problems of all the minority brown and black people of the community. She's full of crap. She was born with a silver spoon in her mouth. And all she does is lie. And all she does is take down anything, a semblance of any kind of, uh, of uh, any kind of uh, security for the people of this city and this country. And every time. Every time something happens, she puts her ugly face into it. All right, she's not ugly. She's pretty. But to me, her face is ugly for what she does. And even when we had that opportunity of having uh, the uh, company come into Amazon in Queens, she had to put it down. She had to put it down, and she ruined so much lucrative uh, income for our city and our state, and no one called upon her to answer it. All she does is jump ugly, and every incident where she can jump, 
jump up ugly where she could side with the other fat pig, the the, the creep from Hungary, George Soros. I think he's 93 or 4. When, when he takes the pipe, that means when he goes bye-bye, I'm going to have a big celebration. Now, all of a sudden, I look into Malou, and he, he, he splits numbers here. He goes, my company, I never supported Alvin, Alvin Bragg. And when the reality was he sent money, he sent money through a pack, and he sent a million dollars to Alvin Bragg through this pack. And you want to know something? He says, oh, it wasn't my pack. Bull crap. It was his pack. He sent a million dollars in support of Alan Bragg. And when you go across this country, you see all these liberal progressive DAs across this country being supported by this commie. For some reason, he hates this country so much that he wants us in chaos. And across the country now, the crime issue is soaring. Now we have an election coming up. Even we could cut down right to this election going on right in New York City. The city council is made up of progressive and liberal people. And every time there's something we try to do, it's the same as the New York State Senate with the uh, the scarf lady there, cousins, and then we have a little Hesse there ahead of the assembly. Every time we try to revisit the bail reform, it's not working. Let judges determine bail. Let's try to fix the problem. Nobody wants to fix the problem. All we do is just keep kicking the can down the street, and we're not changing any of the problems the, any of the problems that, we're, that we have out there. All we're doing is feeling sorry for the criminal element, letting them out, no bail, no bail, no bail. And you know what? When they had those hearings the other day with Jim Jordan, they had a couple of people that were victims, and that that lady there that I I had met before, who lost a son, who was God bless him and thank him for his services. He was a fellow who was in our military, and he was killed by these four pieces of garbage. And in reality, you know, you listen to her, and you listen to her speak about her son dying, and then when the case was ready to go to trial, all of a sudden Bragg decides to drop the charges on. And this is what happens. And now all of a sudden, they're free. The one guy I think got six years. The other ones were dismissed. This is just a tip of the iceberg. And you know what? I got to say, shame on Jim Jordan, Congressman Jim Jordan, for only using those couple that he had. There are so many people that their families have been victims of this crime situation. We should have paraded, and I guarantee if they did a little homework, we could have paraded at least 50 or 100 people who family members were victims of crimes. And this thing is not a, a handful. This is an overage of people being victims and being part of this crime wave. And nobody is out there. Nobody wants to stop it. And it just comes to be that this is the way we have to develop. This is how we have to live with this. And I don't understand one thing. We are not going right. I talked to Congresswoman on um, Malatakis there, Nicole. And I said, you know, Congress uh, lady, I said, I know Nicole a long time. And they said, Listen to me. Very simply put, if we're going to combat this crime, we could start with something that I've been telling the mayor, I've been telling everyone to listen, and everyone's saying, why not? There's no reason. I tell, ask the mayor. I talk to his deputy mayor of public safety. Uh, he's a, a friend of mine, Phil Banks. And I says, why aren't we utilizing the federal law that's on the books on these guns? Now, let's go to the guns because this is part and parcel. I say it every time I do a show. 21,000 people were shot dead across this country, victims of homicide, murders, 
last year, 2022. Of them, approximately 620 or 30 were part and parcel with mass shooters. So that means there's another 20,000 that are being killed every day, mostly in our Democratic-run progressive cities across this country. But no one wants to talk about it. It's not politically correct to talk about the guns that are killing our minority black and brown community children and people of our community. Why don't we have hearings about the guns? Okay, illegal guns coming in? I agree with it. I'm against AR-15s. I'm against all that. We should have some sort of a, 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 a center. If someone is mentally ill, they'd be put onto that classification, and we have to understand and check if they have any firearms registered to them. There are different ways of taking this on, but the biggest, the biggest thing is we have to start admitting where our biggest problem is. And my list is, please hear what I'm saying. Again, every year, Chicago, I keep taking, because I've been talking about this as a Fox News contributor for 12 years. Every year, six, 700 minority people are gunned down. No one cares. President Obama come from Chicago. No one cares. The only time you're going to hear anything is if there's a questionable shooting, a mass shooting. Everybody jumps up. Gun control, gun control. The guns ain't killing 21,000 people. You know who's killing them? The people pulling the damn triggers. So let's stop the bull crap and start focusing on the real problem across America. Yes, guns, but the people pulling the triggers. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And I have one of the solutions. And I keep talking about it. No one's listening. The mayor tells me that the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Southern and Eastern District don't want to prosecute these. Now, people don't understand there's a law on the books. It's a federal law. If you're a convicted felon and you're carrying a loaded gun and you're a convicted felon, you get arrested with it, you go and get charged federally, you will do 10 to 15 years. Just imagine that. All these gangbangers that are on the street right now. The word will be out there. You get caught with a gun. You ain't going into liberal fat boy Bregg's district attorney or New York State's liberal values. We're going to take it on the federal level and prosecute you federally on the law that's on the books. And then I go, bye-bye, dickhead, like I did in Goodfellas. You put them away. You'll see the gun murders will come down so substantially, you'll say from the day they started prosecuting these, you'll see them come across even in Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York, Chicago, Philadelphia, Washington. Why aren't we doing it? Give me the answer. And I've been pleading with the mayor. I've been pleading with everyone that can listen to me. Let's start there and let's see what happens. And I'll guarantee you, as being a former detective in this great police department in New York City, 
that will come down. And that could be the beginning of this crime surge because the majority of the criminals are the same little scumbags that are gangbangers that are repetitive committing all these crimes on our street. When we get rid of the cancer, you cut it out, and then all of a sudden you'll see crime start to come down. And it will come down when you put these little dickheads away. But nobody wants to listen. Everybody wants to be everything to everybody. And my friend Curtis Lee was said something to me. It's like an everything bagel, our mayor. That's a very good, very good perspective. He wants to be everything to everybody. You can't be. You have to deal with the most important problem. And what's facing everybody every day is the crime problem. Then we jump, jump into this illegal immigration. They're about to uh, stop this new title with the border. We have enough of them. I think they're estimating a seven million people have come through our southern border. Seven million are running around. We're giving them free rooms, free food, and they don't like certain foods, and then all of a sudden we give them cell phones. Well, now we want to educate. Where are we going? What's the matter with the hardworking people, the Americans? I'm going to tell you something. I get taxed in this city. I think 53% is my tax, city, state, and federal tax. I'm still here. I don't know. I need a psychiatrist why I'm still staying. I run a business with over 600 minority people, security guards, which I pay them to work. And I'm my profitability is so slim, but I run the business. I am helping these people to get higher wages. I'm trying to fight for New York City, but it's becoming something we're so futile because nothing is working on any side. We talk about crime to me is the number one issue. Everything else. Then you got your illegal immigration. Then you got your homelessness. You're mentally ill. What is going on? And then quality of life. Quality of life. I drive on a Van Wick Expressway going to the airport. There's more freaking garbage all around. Nobody's doing their jobs. We're becoming slum city, New York City. And anybody that doesn't believe that is just smoking that stuff that they say selling in the 1700 smoke shops that we don't even come back. They're selling everything out of there. And now you got, I think, four licenses in New York City. Everybody's walk, walking around in a stone state. People working for Amazon. People working for food uh, food suppliers. Everybody's stoned. This whole city is stoned. And this is the employees that we're getting out there. I got to let go. I give drug tests for security guards. You don't understand. I got about a 50, 50% turnover rate. When I give them a friggin' blood test, they're on pot, every one of them. I got to get to get 10 good guys. I got to interview a hundred. This is what we're facing. What we have as far as the manpower. And to me, if we just want to just keep riding along, thinking that everything's going to get better. And then the inflation, the hardworking people, the middle class people that are getting their paycheck and they're watching what they get. You got $29 for a friggin' ham and cheese sandwiches at these places. Where are we going with this? gas is sky high. What are we going to do? Are we just going to keep it's like, you know, it's like, have you heard of piranhas? piranhas? That's those little fishies in the Amazoni River there, right? You fall into that Amazoni River, they come at you. They bait little bites out of you until they eat you up, until they kill you. That's what's going on in New York City. The pir piranhas are out there, and they're out there, and they eat the way. We're talking about, I keep going back to crime and the mentally ill and the homelessness. And then we talk about the illegal aliens. Oh, we can't call them. We call them something else. They rename things. And then the real problem is this woke bull crap. Every corporation sucking up. You got a transformer, translucent. I don't even know what the hell you call them anymore. And now 
my beer companies. And now all my friends that are on run these big companies, BlackRock, I know the heads here, and, and everybody, woke, woke this! Enough with this crap already! Let's start focusing on people who are working hard, middle-class people trying to do the American dream, trying to survive for their kids, and everything now is being leveled off, thrown into the garbage can with all this political correctness. Crap! It's all crap! Try to make a movie! If you don't have a black guy flying around with wings, you can't make a movie! Why? Why? Because this is part of the woe. How about we start to look. Then, the real thing kills me. This guy, uh, I think he's got a 20-inch shaft or whatever he's got. He's a swimmer. The poor, poor ladies that train their whole life to be champion swimmers. They got to go against this beast? That's just garbage. And when are we going to put a law? If you're a man, you're a man. If you're a woman, you're a woman. No. He'll win every race. And you know what? It's not fair to the ladies, to the young girls who've trained their whole life to try to succeed at a, at a sport, and they take that away. Sorry, I'm not going backwards. All right, was there wrong things done years ago? Yes, but you just don't flick a switch and turn everything the other way. This is America, and when you work hard, this is a land of opportunity. Where you work hard, you save all your money. A lot of immigrant friends of mine came to this country, and they saved all their money. They didn't piss it away. They were successful for their families doing a business and all that. Then, you know, I got to keep laughing. And then I saw the other day, my friend Al Sharpton, I know a lot of years, I put a call out to him. You know why I put a call out to Al Sharpton? I want to meet with him. You know, what I'm talking about with this gun law, I don't understand why Al would not be supportive of this, because he should get all the community representatives representatives to understand what I'm saying. Who would be against taking these creeps carrying loaded guns who are shooting people on our streets and putting them in jail? What community leader wouldn't be against that? And I want to sit down with Al Sharpton. He all of a sudden, he's he's uh, he's coming to a different place where he's against crime. Well, Al, I'm waiting for you to call me back. I want to meet with you. I can't see why anybody would be against this law that I keep talking about for the last year. The last year. Then all of a sudden, my friend Al has the moron there, Pete Budacek, the guy with the thing with the thing. I don't know. I don't know. He's a, uh, all, He was a mayor of a, a, a town, I think, of 100 thousand people. Now he's running the transportation, uh, secretary of transportation. This guy's the dumbest jerk in the world. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. And now he's sitting there. He comes out with this more. I love this one. Well, you know what? Uh, car accidents are racist. Car accidents are racist, you damn fool. Oh, also, building roads are racist. Hey, you damn fool, you have things called unions. And if they're not minorities in those unions, the unions are the ones that win the contracts. So you got to understand something. You got to understand Understand something, Mr. Budacek. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. And I can't wait for you to go away. And again, New York State, we just keep going. Snaggletooth Hokel did it again. She just appointed, and he just got sworn in. Rowan Wilson, he's another progressive to the left. He's the new chief court judge. They didn't like the other Hispanic, who was very well qualified, but it wasn't woke enough and progressive enough for these morons in Albany. And this is what we're facing. This is what we're facing. Again, like I said, the guy who controls everything, the communist guy, is the guy George Soros and his friend Fredo, Alexander Soros. 
What right does this little punk have to do go to the White House over two dozen times and sit with heads of the National Security Agency? What qualifications? What type top secret uh, clearances he had? Just maybe this guy's getting information like that punk that released all that information. The Air Force guy. Why are we giving this guy top secret information? Oh, I mean, I just had to do my podcast today just to just to bring out where we're at right now and where we're going. Because in reality, if we don't change our direction, I don't know. I'm starting to look around in Florida, and I, I, I'm, I'm not a quitter. But things are getting really bad. And the greatest new thing is now, this will be on our way out. The Democrats now are deciding to redistrict all these congressional districts that the Republicans have. They want to try to flip five districts, including the ones on Long Island, and gerrymander them again. And you want to know something? They're going to do it. You know why? Now they control the chief judge. They control the, uh, the legislature in Albany. They're going to do what they want. And there's not going to be any checks and balance. Our country runs on checks and balance. You take the checks and balance away, and it's all over. I'm sorry for being so upset today, and I just want everybody to understand. I yell. I yell, and my blood pressure goes up because I feel for you. I feel for my family. I feel for your family, and people are afraid to talk. And that's why I enjoy doing WABC radio with John Katsimatidis. He lets me talk. And people who listen, please tell your friends about our true crime podcast. And we'll be back next week with one of our true crime stories. And please go to the library there. You got some damn interesting cases that we talk about and you can find it on Spotify. Just put Bo Deedle's up true crime uh, podcast and you can Google tate it and you can find it until next week. It's Bo Deedle, and I wish everybody safe and happy days coming up. And I'll be on with Sid tomorrow morning at 9. That's every Thursday at 9 in studio. Thank you very much, everybody. 